Yo, Sal, we're going to intro this podcast or what? I was waiting for the right beat. All right. <laughs> What's up, Rad Dads? And welcome back to another episode of the Rad Dads podcast, hosted by none other than the two raddest dads on the East Coast. I'm Sal. And I'm Rob. So what are we talking about tonight? I don't know. Before uh, we started recording. Oh, was... that's right. We changed up the topic. And yes. tonight we will be talking about. Hold on. Hold on. That's the wrong that's one. Isn't the it? Wrong, that's, that is the wrong one. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> Why don't you click all of them? <laughs> we don't have a drum roll. Yeah, we, we don't have a drum roll. IT guy, you got to figure that out. How do we get a drum roll in this thing? I'm pretty sure I can figure that out. So I'll get a drum roll. But we will be talking about choosing your circle and fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. So one of the things that I, I, you know, is important and I think as being men and, you know, there's so much studies out there that like the people you surround yourself with also have a lot to do with your success, your, you know, future success and current success. And depending on what you're doing, your wealth also, I believe, is is one study. But also your well-being, you know, your, 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 your status of your mind, you know, it, if you surround yourself with a bunch of tool bags, you're going to be a tool bag. I mean, that's why I surround myself with Sal. <laughs> oh, yeah? You surround yourself with me? Nope. <laughs> Laughter's yeah. up here. <laughs> oh, I just made myself crack up. Oh, that was horrible. That is not what it is. Rod's <laughs> cracking himself up. He surrounds himself with me. I mean, that's, that's as good as calling myself Sal. Uh, we're here for the comedy hour. That was opposite day. So... I think, sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna have to edit that shit out. Just cleared my throat. Let me clear my throat. Uh uh God damn. If your party like us, is it like your party like we do? But uh, Uh to Uh further my mention there, my point about you know your well being, you you surround yourself with a bunch of tool bags. You're you're just you know Debbie Downers and someone that's always people that are always negative. You're gonna be a negative person. But if you if you surround yourself with people that you share uh, the same values with, oh boy, <laughs> that's copyrighted music, man. We're gonna get we're gonna get fined. You want me to sing it? I could sing it. No, 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 no. Oh boy, Rob's in his glory right now. <laughs> Rob's All right, for the fans out there, who sings that song? Rob's in his glory. You guys missed it. If, it, if we were live and we had the, uh, thank God the Instagram live isn't going. <laughs> we got to get that set up like right here. I have it. I just got to, you know what? I could build them out. Oh, I want to see that. I mean, I put that motherfucker in the wall. Back to the topic. Uh, choosing your circle. Circle of friends. Obviously, I've chosen poorly. <laughs> uh, you have. You have. <laughs> You have. <laughs> oh, Rob. <laughs> Got that rim shot in there. Yes. So, all right. Sorry. All seriousness. It is very important to choose the right group of friends. And I think you figure that out over time. Um, it all washes itself out, as yeah, they I, say. I think I had a much different group of friends when I was in college than I do now. As did I. So, I, you know, and, I, and some of the guys actually who... I was friends with in college. I'm still friends with. It's just not, they're not, you know, you're in a circle anymore. You have a different group of friends that you confide in and you're around. Well, yeah. I mean, look, you, you, you get married, you, you, you have different responsibilities. You're more mature. You're not partying and as, as you used to in, in high school and college. Um, and you got different responsibilities. You, you, you start sports, 
you meet families through sports. Um, I've met a lot of families through sports, great families, but yeah, you just surround yourself with people that share the same values. Uh, it, it's, I, I didn't, I, I hate talking about politics, but even if no, he, he likes talking about politics, no, just no, not no, on this no, podcast. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> even look, even if you, if you find someone that shares the same value, but doesn't have the same train of thought just because they think differently doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It, it's what makes the world goes round. It, it, did I just say that right? What the, what the hell did I just say? That's what makes the world go round. No, you said it right. I did? No. No, you're, you were on the right path. I, Opposing views it doesn't make the person a bad person. They're entitled to, to their view. I personally think people who have similar point of views have an either, easier way of getting along with a lot of people. You're probably going to laugh when I say this. The one, the one thing that I think from, from my perspective is... I, for me, I know where I politically stand, but typically never talk about it because one, I'm not that adamant either either way. But at the same point, it never leads to something good. When you talk about, you know, any political point of view or how a situation's going from a po- po- political standpoint, if someone's of the opposing mind or even slightly different mind, it ends up into an argument. And there's not a right or wrong. It's just an. It ends I, up- I, I agree. On a viewpoint. I agree 100%. That's why I'm an, op- I'm an open mind kind of guy. You, you want to give me your opinion, that's fine. I'll give you mine because you want to share yours. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. We both have opinions. Let's shake hands and pour another glass of bourbon. I agree. And I think a lot of people take it uh, a little too personally, too. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to say. That's the running joke. That's the running joke. <laughs> Look, even the crowd likes it. But I think one of the things that's that's proven is if you surround yourself with successful people, you're going to be a ex- successful person. Because, and I think it's it's psychological, and I don't know this for a fact. So if I'm wrong, I apologize, and and our audience can tell me I'm wrong. You know, leave a comment. But I think it has to almost do with keeping up with the Joneses type of mentality. Is hey, if if Sal's driving that that nice new pickup truck, I want a nice new pickup truck. So oh gonna, yeah. So Sal gets a new house. I want a new house. I don't have a, a new pickup truck. A new house. Nor, nor a new house. <laughs> but I, I think it does have a lot to do with the your brain. Just like the book uh, Think and Grow Rich by uh, Napoleon Hill. That was some savvy Googling. You like that? Yeah. So how- I, I have the book on my nightstand. I just needed to remember who the... Oh, you're reading it. Yeah. So, so what are you quoting from it? Because I've read it too. But I'm not quoting anything from it. I'm just saying it's the mindset. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Think and grow rich. Yeah. And I mean, that that comes with a bunch of the other, um, like, rich dad, poor dad. Like, they, they specifically talk about, like, going after certain things to understand how to achieve financial stability and financial freedom. So, like, we talk about all the time, like, crypto or whatever we're dipping our toe in that's you know in in rich dad poor dad he talks about hey even in your nine to five profession make sure to have try different jobs you understand so if you're why is it nine to five profession why isn't it like seven to three thirty sure those people get screwed yeah so i'm gonna come to that at some point but one of the things that i was saying is like just your your day in day out job you should be changing between sales to marketing to IT to engineering to to whatever to merchandising so you get understand business in totality not just your area. don't stick to one area yeah become a become more of a jack of all trades and understanding it than becoming an expert in one 
And he says, that's how you become successful. Now, I'm sure there's plenty of people who say, become an expert and then consult in that one area. It's the same thing, but I guess from his point of view, it's, you know, and even, um, and even Buffett's is understanding business really leads, leads to success. Right. Well, you got to understand finances, you know, you, rule of thumb is you can't spend more than you make. That's how you wind up in, in, you know, in the red. And join us for our sixth episode of season three, where we discuss that exact topic with Ooh. our financial advisor. Yes. And who might that be? That is Rich Latito at Dynamic Wealth Consulting. Yes. We, uh, we brought him in for another uh, interview. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I really think it's important. And I actually end up grilling him on real estate and alternative investments, surrounding yourself with the right people especially depending on what you're doing. If you want to become a writer, you know, you have to surround yourself with, with other successful writers. If you want to become a successful podcaster, you surround yourself with Sal. <laughs> yeah, not Rob. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how you're going to become a successful podcaster. But you understand what I'm saying. If you want to be successful in business, you're, you're hanging out with business people. And that's, that's what really will, you know, lead to success. You, you know, a lot of things that, that people achieve through life is through networking. Yes. And it's not through... You know, yeah, you work hard, you're going to get there. But to get there faster or get to where you want to go or do exactly what you want to do, it's going to be the people you know. Yeah, you got to network with the people that, that are in that same field. Correct. And at the end of the day, it comes down to if you want to be miserable, hang out with miserable people. If you want to be uplifting and you want to feel good about yourself, hang out with positive people. I mean, that's why you hang out with me. I'm so you uplifting. Should, I'm like should. a ray of sunshine. You are. You are. You're not a Debbie Downer. <laughs> I'm going to fucking roll tonight. It's that ray of sunshine coming off your forehead. That's where I wear a hat most days. These (laughs) lights in here, I mean, seriously, they blind people. I'm on conference calls all day, and I literally don't put lights on in the room because I feel like I'm blinding people with the reflection from my head. You got to get those covers or change the uh, the type of light bulb you got in here. You can't even look up. Those are You fucking got daylight light bulbs. You can't get daylight. You got to get, like, soft white. That's what came with the fucking house. (laughs) I haven't changed them. (laughs) Oh, I thought you put him in. No. Oh. I fucking mounted this thing too high. What the fuck else do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm already getting a neck ache looking at that thing. <laughs> right? It's high. <laughs> I wanna if I lower it five inches, you think it'll be all right, or do I have to lower it the full ten? Oh, That's what I'm worried you about. You know, speaking of getting high or speaking of high, did you see that article last week that if uh they they traced uh, what do they call it? What did the fuck they call it? So if you smoke weed, you have a better chance of not getting COVID. Did you did you read that article? Did I send that to you? I did no. send that to you. Yeah, no, you didn't. Hold on a second. Oh, yeah, you did. So, so for all you potheads out there, keep smoking pot because you're not going to get the COVID. You're not going to get the Rona. Because it, they said the, the, uh, the, perpen, the person that wrote the, uh, the article, he, ha- he must be right. Because <laughs> it's in the newspaper. <laughs> That's my favorite. We, we quote one, one article. It's obviously right. I, I, I can't open it. It's not opening. Oh, that's not. That's, that's not a, the article. No. Robin is music tonight. What the fuck's going on, bro? So, um, to uh, transition over to today's uh, uh, trends. So the government, our lovely United States government, has made the uh, coronavirus at home test free. So you can go to a website. And, and request for home tests, and the USPS will deliver it to your house for free. 
Uh, Rob, do you have that website? Because I do not. Yeah, about 10 people have texted it to me. Hold on. Uh, COVIDtest.gov. It takes, per Papa Schultz, 30 seconds, and you'll receive it in 7 to 12 days. Who's Papa Schultz? My dad. <laughs> nice. He's like, get your free four tests. I'm going to order it right now. Let's see how long this takes. Yeah, he's going to do it right so, now as, as we're on air. As we're on air. This is great air. So I put in my first name. He's putting in his credit card information too. I put in my too. last name. I put in. Social security number. Your yeah. voter ID. Oh, wait. We don't yeah. have that. They, that's so that's shipping interest. Oh, they, they, you know what? They're also, they also want to send us um, free N95 masks. I, I don't know how that's going to work. What do you think, Rob? Should they send us one free N95 mask? Yeah, I'll just keep wearing the same one. That sounds like how fucking gross is that going to be? I mean, do you you guys? I mean, I've seen your wife around town with with a mask on, so I assume you guys wear masks, right? When you're out, sometimes I saw someone that had a mask on the other day. I swear to God, I thought it was a piece of gauze. <laughs> That's how fucking transparent this fucking mask was. I thought it was a piece of gauze. That's funny. It's actually, I typically wear a mask. I go into Home Depot on Sunday, and I run into somebody from Waldeck. Literally walked right into him. Neither of us are wearing masks. I was like, oh, that's good. What We're are doing you doing at Home Depot? Oh, that's right. You had to buy your tools to mount No, I broke the tevi. fucking shower head. How the fuck did you do that? I, actually, I didn't break it. It split. The water split the, the nut. So I had to go buy a new one. I tried to return it, but I lost the gift card. So You split your nut? I split my nut. <laughs> it literally shot. It, would, it was crazy. I, here's the best part. I, I split my nut. <laughs> And the water shot all over the bathroom. <laughs> Literally, all Rob, of a sudden. Rob split his nut and his water shot all over, over the bathroom. The bath, all over the place. So I was like, oh my God, it's getting all over the place. So I immediately pulled it pulled it off. <laughs> and I returned and it. And I returned it to Home Depot. I go, hey, I bought this here. I don't have the receipt. They're like, what, what credit card? I said, I would use the gift card. I said, I don't even have the gift card anymore. She goes, we can't return it. I go, okay. Throw it in the fucking garbage then. I'll go buy another one. <laughs> I figured that's what they were going to say, but whatever. Um, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. What it should have cost me 40 bucks cost me 80. But Ouch. I got, yeah. What are you going to do? That sucks. I'm not torn up about it. Now I have my, my shower working again. But So the dad lesson for today is make sure your spackle is smooth. <laughs> make sure your spackle is still moist before you apply it. Moist. It has to be moist. It can't be dried out. <laughs> Wait, so you applied dried spackle? It was dry. It was. It wasn't dry. It was just wasn't as what it should be. So why didn't you add some water to it? That would have been the smart thing. To do. Thank you. <laughs> so if you have dry spackle, dad lesson: add some water to it. <laughs> right. Should well, have thought about that. <laughs> he looks at me. He's like, "What's wrong with you?" Well, the first problem was was buying pre made spackle. Buy the powder. I've never bought the powder. It's it's like this little thing. Like, that's that's it. You know how often I use spackle? Rob bought a tablespoon of dried fucking spackle. He's probably had it for 15 years. That's why it was dry. <laughs> yeah, I've had it for, for at least five years. So wait, years. was it pink? And when it when it dries, it turns white? No, is that seriously a thing? They, they do have it now. Oh, no, I don't yeah, have yeah. that. I, I don't drive the pink spackle. I don't. My I don't. wife bought a tub of it. Dude, my wife is actually a good spackler. Is she? She is. She knows how to spackle. You, you know, the only one spot was was globbed up. Yes. All right. So yeah. out of the five spots that were fucking spackled, you jerk off. You suck at spackles. <laughs> this is a great episode. Oh, I hope this one goes goes viral. It's just called Salad Jerk Off. Fuck that That'd guy. That'd be great. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> All right. Dad lesson. Make sure your spackle's moist and apply it smoothly. Don't leave globs of it. And did you know you, you can use a... 
There's two methods. You can wait till your spackle dries and then sand, sand it. it. Yeah, that's what I was doing. No, you can you can wait till it dries and then use a damp sponge so you, there's no dust. I think you told me that before. Yeah, but you, apparently you don't listen. No, I, I, <laughs> I, you're the only person who would have told me that. So, yeah, use a damp sponge if you don't want the, the dust or the mess. Does it really work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it leaves, it leaves a nice finish, too. Oh, I'll try it when I uh, finish spackling this. When you, when you lower it 10 inches? Yeah. What bourbon are we tasting tonight? Does the crowd get some? Of course. This, is, this might have been my favorite episode up to this point. Up to, up to this point? Why? This is, the most, this is the most famous favorite part. This is the most famous father podcast there yes. is. So. That talks about bourbon. Yes. Rob, tonight we are tasting Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, alcohol classification, Texas Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Distillery, Garrison Brothers Distillery. Proof, oh, they're in uh, High Texas, H-Y-E Texas, not H-I or H-I-G-H or H-Y-E Texas, High Texas. Um, proof is 94 proof, 47 alcohol, 47% alcohol by volume. Age is undisclosed. Um, filtration undisclosed. It is a small batch. Mash bill, it is a three-grain uh, mash bill. Corn, soft red winter rye, and two-row barley. Did you just read what's on the back of the bottle? No, there's nothing on the back of the bottle. Look at the top. It says engraved. Good good bourbon can change the world. That is true. Good bourbon and good podcasting. Yes. Cooked, distilled, barreled, and bottled by Garrison Texas Brothers. By Garrison Brothers. Awards. They won the uh, double gold in 2020 at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Color is amber. Price point uh, eighty nine to ninety nine dollars. So yeah, pretty decent bottle. You know, I do have one. I bought it two years ago. And you haven't opened it. No. Oh, that's good. I, I don't open. even know where it is, but I know I have it. That's it's good. somewhere. I don't. I don't know if it's small batch or single barrel, one or the other. But I bought it for it was like forty bucks. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So there's two different ones, right? There's a small batch, and then there's one's cheaper. This single barrel is more expensive. Yeah, small batch maybe forty, fifty dollars. No, this is ninety dollars. I looked bucks. it up today. Yeah, ninety doll hairs. Um, little history: Garrison Brothers Distillery is a small farm and ranch located in the beautiful Texas Hill Country that authentically produces straight bourbon whiskey. Garrison Brothers introduced the first bourbon whiskey legally made in Texas in two thousand ten, and has since developed a rabid fan base. They currently have a wait list of more than 15,000 people. That's fucking crazy. Just to volunteer on bottling days. I'll do that. Sign me up. Make that 15,001. And their cowboy bourbon normally sells out within hours of its release. We got to look that up, Rob. Garrison Brothers is the first legal bourbon distillery in Texas history and is one of the first distilleries in America outside of Kentucky to produce authentic handmade bourbon whiskey and only bourbon whiskey. I guess they that's a dig on everybody, everyone else that gets it from MGP. I guess. Yeah, that would be my guess. The business was founded in 2006. Every expression of Garrison Brothers bourbon is made from a sweet mash bill and barrel aged in the intense Texas climate. The extreme heat creates multiple aging seasons in one year resulting in a darker, richer, and fuller bourbon. Bolder than 
almost any other bourbon on the market. Pretty interesting. Moving on to nose and aroma. The third glass method as we use um, caramel just punches you right in the face. Delicious. It's amazing. I keep going back for more. Caramel and I get some apples. You get apples from the dry glass? Yeah. Check it out. Stick the schnoz in there. Like, like, pass it, pass it in front of your nose. Actually, I, I think I'm picking up on what you're putting down here. Look at that, see? So, uh, caramel, apples. Uh, we always taste our bourbon neat. No ice balls in this bourbon unless somebody places the bourbon in front of the heater. That shit has happened. Tasting notes, caramel, cinnamon. Oh, I, I get a little whiff of maple syrup in the wet glass. Sorry about that. I went back to the nose and aroma. I was too focused on the dry glass. I get a whiff of maple syrup. So maple syrup, um, caramel, apples, taste. Uh, let's go back to taste. We always taste the bourbon neat. Um, caramel, apples, a little bit of cinnamon. Finish. Uh, it is a, a slight burn on the finish. Nothing crazy, but it is very um, is a very enjoyable uh, bourbon. Overall, I'm going to say uh, not complex, and it's an easy sipper for me. You finally gave an easy sipper this year. That's your first one. No, I think I gave the JD uh, an easy sipper. I don't think you actually called it out. I think your rating reflected it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Look, it, if if the bourbon doesn't punch me in the face when I take my first sip, um, and it goes down and it doesn't burn burn my soul, it, it's gonna get the easy sipper rating from me. There you go. What, what color did you give this, by the way? I, I, I gave it an amber. Like it's like an amber. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I don't have much left in my glass. That means you need a refill. Yeah. So, uh, this, this, I, I like it, man. It is a nice, it's a delicious bourbon. Small batch. What are you going with here? I'm going to go 7.5. <whistles> yeah, man. I mean, if I go as far as price point, that's, that hurts. Well, I mean, I bought my bottle two years ago. If, if it was at the two, year, two years ago uh, price point, I'm going to say uh, yes. But today's, what I looked up online, uh, no bueno. No, so I was looking up um, on their site exactly w- what the price points were after you said that. And small batch is 90. It's the cheapest one. The rest are the rest are more. So single barrel is um, 110 and twice barreled bourbon is 180. So that's fucking crazy. It is crazy, but I heard about this bourbon. In its price point, you have to rate it against Blood Oath. So there was an error in my um, description of the bottle, not the bottle. So it's been aged at least three years in oak. My apologies. So what did we, I'm very curious here, going back, if we did do a Blood Oath. Was Joe season one? It was. Joe was season one. I keep Blood Oath and Nato in season one. I think that was before I put together my. So each each Blood Oath is different. It is. No, I know. Okay. I'm so, just saying price point wise, comparison to Garrison. So I think originally Back then, year and a half, two years ago, Blood Oath was in the $50, $60 range. No, no, $80 range. Yeah, it's the same. It's, okay. it's 100 now. Yeah, it is 100 now. And you can't even find it for 100 You got to pay 300 So Fuck that. Yeah, I don't pay 300 I think the smell's amazing. As Sal said, the, the dry glass has a has a sweetness caramel i mean it's it's amazing it's it's for for smell i'm definitely gonna be a three i think price is a one it's just very expensive 90 dollar bottle it's it should knock my socks off it's good don't get me wrong it's it's definitely very good but 
I always feel like the right price point, and one of our friends says this all the time, or one of Sal's really good friends says it all the time, is bourbon at like the $40, $50 price range is the perfect price point. When you go north of 50 and even like you're closer to 100 it's it's a lot to pay up for a bottle that's 750 milliliters. No, I agree. And, and when you get to a bottle at that price point, it, it better be... A wow factor. It, be, it you know, it better not be. Eh. Yeah, and I think this is this definitely has a wow factor. It just to me, it's hundred dollars for for a bottle of bourbon's a lot. So I, I agree. So I'm gonna give it a one in price, three in aroma, and honestly, in taste, I'm gonna go. Uh, taste is probably like a one five. So I'm gonna give it a five point five. That's Rob's. Uh, that's Rob's rating. That concludes our episode for the evening. Stay tuned next week for another episode of the Rad Dads Podcast, and we will be interviewing a special guest. Stay tuned and 